What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Data Up, everyone. If you haven't subscribed yet, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of my awesome guests like the one I have joining me today. My guest is a former Marine Corps drill instructor. He's a skydiver. He's a dream development coach. He's the founder of the Dream Diver Company, which is a transformational media and coaching enterprise that helps aspiring and thriving pioneers, visionaries, and world changers really discover their purpose and dive into their most audacious dreams to impact the world. He has worked with six to eight figure entrepreneurs and executives, NFL Hall of Famers, Grammy Award winning singers, Olympic athletes, churches, colleges to really help them discover their purpose and dive for their dreams to impact the world through his speaking, coaching, filmmaking, and skydiving. This guest is truly motivating, he's energetic, and he's passionate, and he's become a good friend of mine. It's a privilege to have Ira Davis on Data. Welcome to the show, my friend. Brian, what's up, man? Thank you so much for having me, man. Awesome. I, I'm glad you did this. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know you're super, super busy, but um, I just wanted to uh, let you know that I that I appreciate you, brother. And uh, for any of my listeners that may not know exactly who you are, and they just kind of gave you a brief bio on you, but kind of give me the backstory of Ira Davis. And then uh, obviously this is a dad podcast, so a little bit about your uh, about your kids. Yeah, absolutely, man. So again, thank you so much for having me, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm a skydiver, dream development coach, and the founder of the Dream Diver Company. And literally what I do, man, is I help business professionals who are stuck and unfulfilled, but who know in their heart that they were born to do something bigger, greater, more purposeful with their lives. I literally help them discover and live their purpose. I help them unlock and die for their most audacious dreams to impact the world. Uh, and then I take them up to 13,000 feet, Brian, and then we dive out of planes together as a commitment to uh, being one in a million, doing something that's going to shift culture, shape humanity, and serve miracles. And, at the end of the day, man, I get to help people like this um, destroy their fear and their comfort zones and develop bold faith, man. And I really go out into the world and create purpose-driven enterprises that just change people's lives. And uh, I'm a father. I have a, a 12-year-old son, and I have a 10-year-old son. And I'm a husband. I've been married for 14 years going on, 14 years here, here in August, man. And, uh, man, I am just blessed, and I am loved. Uh, so hopefully that answers that question. Yeah, awesome. Now, um, kind of this passion of yours to help others really discover who they are and really uh, kind of help them to break out of their, I guess, their the ruts that they may be in. Where, where did that passion for helping people discover their purpose come from? Yeah, really, um, I grew up uh, really stuck enough to feel myself, right? Knew in my heart that I was born for something greater, but when I looked around my life, right? Everything that I produced with my life was average and below satisfactory. Uh, my, my older brother was a whiz kid. My youngest sister, she was the baby, and I was in the middle. And I really didn't feel like, you know, there was uh, anything that I did great. You know, I describe it like this. I feel like when God was handing out purpose and dreams, I always felt like he skipped over me. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps at a young age. I was in Marine Corps JROTC in high school. was good at it. Joined the Corps at a young age to become a Marine Corps drill instructor. Uh, and realized quickly that I loved leadership and inspiration, but that wasn't the job title of a Marine. It was a, it was a, a part of the DNA. So I spent a lot of time, you know, like you, right? Um, you were a Marine uh, in a prestigious job, only the top 1% of the world could ever say they were a Marine, right? So hiding behind that massive prestige, but in my heart, I knew that 
I was about 20% fulfilled and about 80% unfulfilled. I hope that math, that math was right. Uh, and became Marine Corps drill instructor, was great at it, phenomenal at it. I got kicked off of that duty for being a wild man. Uh, so that one dream that I did have got snapped in half quickly. Had three years left to rebound my career. It didn't happen. Uh, the Marine Corps didn't allow me to get extended to get promoted or any of that. Gave me three months to pack my bags and my family. Right? I got a notice in June 2014 saying, hey, listen, you didn't get promoted. Your enlistment is over in three months. Well, you got three months. Pack your bags. And um, as a husband, as a father, for those of you listening out there who can relate, depression set in big time. Uh, not only was I already unfulfilled, uh, but at least I could bring home the bacon. At least I had a job that I could uh, at least pretend like, you know, I had it all together. And when that got snapped for me, uh, it was kind of like the last straw. And so now I went from being, you know, uh, being able to hide behind a mask or a camouflage. Now, um, I really felt like I had nothing to offer. So, man, I went to go see a therapist on base. Uh, Brian cried my eyes out. I said, Doc, I need you to help me. I'm a grown man with a wife and two kids that don't know what I was born to do, but in my heart, I know I was born to do something great or something big or something more purposeful. Can you help me? And we talked, Brian. And he came back to me a few days later. And he said, listen, Sergeant Davis, my personal professional opinion, I believe you were put on this earth to inspire people down to their bones to go after their dreams. And so, man, I left his office that day and the epiphany light bulb started going off and I'm a man of faith, and so I believe that God began to reveal to me the, the, the true countenance of who I was and what my DNA was made up of. And uh, at that point, I realized, man, I was a transformational leader, a pioneer, visionary, creative, phenomenal communicator. And um, I, I knew that at, at that point, it was uh, my purpose was to go out and be the person that I always needed to show me that what I felt in my heart, even though I couldn't see where my eyes was in there. And so I went on this crusade, man, to literally help other business professionals who have done it all, who have achieved it all, who have all the awards and accolades, the promotions, the profit. But in their heart, they know that they're unfulfilled and that there's something greater that they're supposed to build or create for the world, man. And so that's where my drive comes from because I was that <laughs> unfulfilled and unhappy right. business professional who, who by all – from outside standpoint, I had it going on, uh, but from an inside, I knew there was more that I needed to be doing to 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 transform people's lives. Mm. Yeah, I love that, and you know, I think it's it's interesting that you started off saying that you know you you kind of felt like you were you weren't really becoming your true potential, and I was about to cut you off and say, wait a minute, you were a Marine Corps drill instructor. I mean, <laughs> if anybody is. Gosh, when I, I think back when I was when I was a young boy, I had no interest in going in the, into the into the military, and I just felt myself right after high school. I felt myself like, you know, I know there's something better for me, and I don't know what it is. And that's when I started reaching out to, um, you know, some of my friends and stuff that had, that had, you know, kind of gone through the kind of older gentlemen that I respected and, and admired. And one of my managers at the place where I was working said, "You need to be a marine. You need to go into the military." And uh, so I started talking to the Marine Corps recruiter and everybody doubted me. Everybody doubted me. I read, my parents were like, yeah, okay, whatever. I had friends that were going, you'll never do it. You know, that, and I just felt like, am I going to, am I going to accept that? Am I just going to go? Yeah, you're probably right. I'm just kind of living this pipe dream. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, I, and I wanted to prove everybody wrong. So I went into the Marines to really prove to other people 
and to myself that I could be something better. I could do something greater for my life. And so, first of all, let me just say thank you for your service. And as, a, as one Marine, one devil dog to another, thank you for your service, brother. Um, I, I know it didn't go the way that you wanted it to, but clearly God had a purpose for putting you there and bringing you to where you are today. Um, and it's amazing to me the story that you shared and how you kind of, kind of got pushed out of it in, in this dream that you thought you had and were living you kind of got pushed out of it, but there was a reason why you were pushed out and you're discovering that reason now and helping others. And so the common story that you have with all these other uh, people that you're helping thousands of people that you're helping really discover their true potential is because of this common story that you have, that you didn't want to be that average person like me when I was younger, I didn't want to be this average person anymore. Um, so I guess kind of my long story short in saying that, the reason you're at where you're at today is because of all those different things that happened in your life and where you're going from this day forward is remarkable. And I'm super proud of who you are today, Ira. Awesome. Well, very cool. Now, let me ask you this. Um, what do you think, you know, you have two boys now, 12 and 10. Uh, they're about, you know, you kind of got this, the, almost the teenagers coming into your world. Do you have any desire for your sons to go into the military? Because, you know, with my boys, they're 22 and 19. I actually tried to encourage them because I wanted them to learn discipline. I wanted them to learn work ethic um, and stuff that I, I could teach them as a dad. But I wanted them to kind of get that experience. And not only that, but to have the privilege of serving the country and being of service to the country. Um, is there any desire for you to have your boys go into the military? Brian, great question, man. You know, for me, I don't have a particular desire for my sons to join the military, man. I, me and my wife, we just made a decision to support our kids and whatever uh, fulfills them, man. And so we, we we want them to chase and pursue and die for their individual dreams, man. And so if that's the military, cool. Uh, but if it's not, man, we'll support them to the edges of the earth, right? I have an older son. Uh, he wants to be a Marvel superhero actor. Uh, so we're supporting him there. And uh, my youngest son, man, wants to be a, a sponsored scooter athlete uh, in a marching band snare drum. So listen, uh, you know, as a husband, as a, as a father, I have one desire for my kids. Number one, be better than daddy. Number two, pursue the thing you were called and created to do. I love that. Uh, be better than dad. You know, that's. I think that we always strive for one of our kids to do that. And I think... You know, just as myself for, you know, I always wanted to be better than my parents. And it's, there's nothing more in the world than I want for my kids to go beyond what I did and and continue the legacy of my family. So that's awesome that you, that you feel that way about your kids. Um, and they have their own dreams and desires, even at such, you know, young ages. They still have a whole life ahead of them at 12 and 10 years old for them to already have these uh, these dreams is awesome. So. Very cool. Now, as, as a dad of these two young, young men, what challenges are you currently facing and how are you dealing with those challenges? What kind of things are you facing right now? Oh man, great question. Um, the dad of a 10 and 12 year old man, yeah, just, just stepping into those teenage years, my 12 year old, you know, uh, his interests are changing. I think mm -hmm. that he were in interested in, it's like, you know, you can blink twice and all of a sudden those things are not interesting or boring. Right. And, and so, uh, you know, Kids going from, you know, from kids to teenagers, they, 
their their new interests are not as affordable as their old interests, right? And so now they have these extensive uh, hobbies and passions and things that they're into. And so, you know, it's just a changing of the guard, man. They want to do, they want to go out and have real fun and do real activities. And, uh, and so, you know, we're just, my wife and I, we're just, just trying to keep up with their appetite for uh, fun and, and passion and uh, excitement and enthusiasm. So those are some things, man, that, um, you know, has really been different for, for, for us. My business is ramping up. My wife still works. Uh, but our kids, man, they are expanding into new areas and new territories. And so we're just trying to, you know, hold on for, for dear life, man, because we never want them to feel caged or boxed in because of what's comfortable or easy mm-hmm. for us as parents. We've all been there, right? And so right. I want to make sure that my kids' capabilities and their talents and their interests are not boxed in or limited because of, A, my inability to keep up, a B, laziness or C, just uh, me being complacent with them doing what's comfortable for us. Yeah, no. And you know, it's funny, your your kids are young, but they're, uh, as you said, they're stepping into these teenage years and teenage years can, can be trying for, for not only the kids, but also the parents. And with your boys, you know, they got a few years left, but they're going to be approaching those, those high school years. And those are, those are some tough years that they'll have to go through, but their interests will change continuously as they go on, whether it's in high school or in, and later on in college. Do your boys play sports? Yeah. So, so my, my oldest is a football player and uh, we're going to step into track this year in basketball. Um, and then my youngest, you know, dabbles in, in, in flag football as well. And, uh, but he's more of a musician type, but uh, on the athletic side, his, his love, my youngest is uh scootering. So, mm. you know, we got, the, we got the hundred dollar, $200 scooters that I didn't even know existed, but it's a whole world, man, of, of, of scootering brother. So, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I see your posts with, uh, taking them to the little, uh, skate parks and having them, uh, show off their little tricks through their scootering. So that's cool. That's awesome. So your oldest one's, uh, interested in, uh, Playing basketball, huh? Is it, yeah, man. You think he's gonna play in high school? Ah, uh, man, I have no idea. So uh, the funny thing is, uh, Brian, he he made the seventh grade basketball team last year, um, and right before their first game, COVID happened, and mm. the whole season got canceled. So that was super super interesting. Uh, but yeah, he's really going into it now, man. His favorite player is Damian Lillard from the uh, Portland Trailblazers. So we just started him on some basketball workouts, and uh, so we'll see, we'll see, man. We'll see. He's been playing football his whole life, and now it's just all of this this uh, this one eighty, uh, right? Completely different. So we'll see. His mom was a track superstar in high school and college. So we'll see what happens, man. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, my boys, my boys' interests changed. I mean, my younger son. You know, he still he still loves baseball, and, and he's a huge Red Sox fan. But he grew up, you know, I coached him playing playing little league whole life, and then, uh, you know, he kind of he kind of got burned out on baseball a little bit in high school and wanted to just focus on basketball. And my older son, he stopped playing. He didn't want to play ba- baseball anymore after the age of ten. He 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 came to me and he he was really scared to tell me because it was like part of our family just you know going to the baseball field every weekend. And he's like, Dad, I just 
I just don't want to play baseball anymore. And, and I'm like, well, that's okay. You know, if, you, if you're not interested in playing baseball, I don't want to force you to be out there, but you got to do something. He goes, no, I just want to focus on basketball. So he played basketball from the age of 10 all the way up through through high school. But, uh, well, that's cool. I, I, I hope that they uh, they carry that on and, and enjoy that fun time because, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun and who knows where it'll lead to, right? Yeah, for us, it's, it's not about what it is that you want to do. It's about finding something that will cultivate the greatest parts of you, uh, allow you to see what's possible for you and for your life, man. So try one, track 17 different things, but sitting here is not an option. Right. right. So, yeah, that's exact. That was the rule. The one rule that I had for my boys is I said, look, you guys can do anything you want to do except sit around. We want you to do something outside of school some extracurricular activity to kind of, you know, help build the social skills and, and, you know, learn new, new, uh, you know, talents, new other, you know, new skills. And so we told them, you keep, you're not going to sit around and play video games. What do you guys want to do? And they just kind of gravitated towards sports, but uh, well, very cool. You know, if I were to ask you, what is one attainable goal that we could motivate our children to achieve? What would that be for you and your boys? Yeah. One attainable goal. For for us here, man, it's it's simple, man. We have a mantra, you know, who are you know, we say it every night before we put them in the bed. It's it's who are we? We are a Christian family, we dream big dreams, we are givers and we make impact everywhere we go. And so here at, at our home, one thing that we preach consistently is chase your absolute most audacious dreams. You live once, um, you can look around you and uh, throw a rock and hit a family member or a friend or a neighbor or somebody that you know in our lives who is miserable doing the thing that they thought they had to do in order to survive, you have the opportunity to do the things that you know you were born to do. So put your all into everything and figure out what that thing is for you, and we will 100% support you. So for us, man, we, we try to inspire our kids to find what they love and to give it everything that they have, period. Like, yeah. no excuses. Yeah. Uh, if you grow up and don't become or do what you, you know you want to do or should do, it wasn't because your parents preached to you that you could do anything and not show you that it was possible. I mean, for goodness sake, you live with the chief dream diver, right? That's what I do for a living. So right. um, you see me build what I built in front of you. So there are no excuses on why you settled. We are not a settling family. I'd rather you try and fail than for you to settle and, and be successful at settling. I love that. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're doing that. And clearly you guys are, for you in particular, you know, I don't know your wife, but for you in particular, you are uh, showing through your actions what it means to, to live your dreams and go after your uh, audacious self, you know. So that's cool. That's awesome. If I would ask your boys, Ira, if I would say, hey, tell me something about your dad. What do you think they would tell me about you, or what do you hope that they would say about you? Uh, yeah, well, my dad dreams big, and he, he dives big. Uh, and anybody that gets around him will also eventually fall into that same model. I think that's what my kids will see, man. I mean, we did our first live event, man, Brian, and I was very adamant that my kids will be there. It just so happened to work out. It was their last day of spring break, so I didn't have to pull them out of school to be there. But, man, my kids got to sit there front row. As 22 people from around the country flew and drove in to be there with me at the drop zone here in SoCal, and they watched Daddy 
pour into these people, these grown people whose eyes lit up and tears were coming out of their faces, it's not coming out of their nose, lives changed and transformed them. They got to stand there right next to me as we watched these individuals die by the place at our mm-hmm. event. And they came up to me at the end. My oldest said, you know what? And I was a little upset that I didn't have my phone because I thought I was going to get bored. But there was not one moment out of an eight-hour day that I ever got bored. Oh, that's cool. And so, you know, they would say that my dad dreams big, he dies big, and anybody that gets around him will eventually catch, they'll catch it. Uh, they'll catch the bug real quick. That's cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, well, very cool that your your son actually said, I bet that made you feel good. Uh, Man, so that's incredible. That's, yeah, that's cool. Um, well, you certainly, you know, Ira, you certainly represent the dad community very well. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day, brother, to uh, just share with me your experience of being a father and what it means to you. And for my listeners, too, what it means means to you to be a dad. And, and uh, so I just, I thank you. I thank you for our friendship. I thank you for the man that you are, uh, the Christ follower that you are, and the dad that you are. So uh, I look forward to our friendship uh, growing uh, in, the fu- in the future, brother. Man, I appreciate it. And just real quick, man, shout out to all the dads out here, man, who are subscribed to this podcast. If you are not following Brian everywhere he goes, you are wrong. This is your fearless leader who is, he prays for you, he thinks about you, he creates because of it for you. And man, wherever he goes, guys, I challenge you to find him on every platform, subscribe, and allow him to continue to fill your cup up. And if I can be honest, you know, I love going on podcasts, love talking about what's good and what's great. But one question that I wasn't asked was one of the, what's, what's one of the things that I struggle with as a father, man? And so I'll leave you with just a bit of transparency, and that is spending quality time uh, with, with my children while I'm trying to move my family forward in the area of what I know we were called and created to do. And so, uh, gentlemen, uh, we don't all have it together. This is a work in progress. Nobody left us a manual for fathers. We just generally have to figure that thing out. And so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast today, man, you have what it takes to raise great children, be a great husband. Uh, And as long as you stay connected to this podcast, to this incredible leader that you have, man, he will always bring you the latest and greatest to help you be great on your journey, man. So Brian, thanks for having me, brother. Well, I appreciate it. Now, before you go, I appreciate you saying all those things. It means a lot, brother. Before you go, though, I want I want you to be able to share with those that are listening where they can find you, where they can reach out to you, if they want to contact you, learn more about you. Where, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share that. So please yeah, let them know. Appreciate it, man. You guys can find me on Instagram at the Chief Dream Diver or on our company page at dreamdiver.co. Then we're on iTunes and Spotify, the Dream Divers podcast with an S on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, and and it's the same handles on on all platforms, Clubhouse at dreamdiver.co, Facebook, same thing. So you find us in one place, you'll find us everywhere. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I put all those in the post. Uh, Again, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have you on, my brother, and I look forward to uh, continuing this friendship. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. 
If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Dad Up.